welcome to Limitless Love. I'm your host, Sony. I help powerful women find the love they deserve by cultivating more sensuality, playfulness, and abundance in their romantic lives. Are you a successful woman who is killing it in her career but can't seem to get it together when it comes to men and dating? You are used to being recognized as being the best at what you do. You've got a condo, maybe a shiny new car. You take fabulous girls' trips around the world, spend your weekends wine tasting and shopping. From the outside looking in, you seem to have it all. But you're missing real romantic connection. It feels like every man you meet is wrong for you. You are meeting men who are intimidated by your success, emotionally unavailable, and you have convinced yourself that it will never happen for you. Well, I've got good news for you, babe. You are dead wrong. Real, authentic love is waiting for you. You can have it all. I know this because I have been in your shoes. In this podcast, I will help you on your path to love by sharing my expert guidance, tips, and techniques. You are meant for love. You are meant to have it all. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, my loves, welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Love Podcast. I'm your host, Sony Pelty, and this week I have a special guest on the show, my friend and certified transformational nutrition and thyroid coach, Sarah Joy. Coach Sarah Joy is a certified transformational nutrition coach with a degree in health and fitness. She is a holistic root cause coach who helps women battling thyroid illness, figure out their root causes, restore their energy, find emotional and spiritual peace, eat properly, lose weight, then rewrite their happiness story. Welcome to the show, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Hi, Sony. How are you? Thank you for inviting me on your show today. And thank you to everyone who's listening on the replay. Thank you for being here. Yes. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Like you said, my name is Sarah Lohman and I am the CEO and founder of Coach Sarah Joy. And also, like you said, I am a certified transformational nutrition coach with a degree in health and fitness. And I was sick for a very long time from hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. But after overcoming these illnesses, I decided to become a thyroid coach because along my healing journey, I found that there's seriously no real support system in place for women that are struggling from thyroid conditions. So I decided I would be that support. And now I teach women daily through my podcast, Thursday Thyroid Talks, my Instagram page, my programs, the truth behind what thyroid illness is and why so many women are sick and suffering and how I can help them recover and restore their health in my holistic root cause programs. That is so amazing. 
uh, ladies, Sarah does this beautiful work in this world that is so needed. There's so many women who have some sort of thyroid illness and, um, really just knowing the root cause is so important because when you go to just, um, uh, traditional doctors, you know, they, they don't know how to deal with it. It's just like, you know, that one standard prescription that you get. Uh, so I love the work you are doing. I know you touched a little bit about what got you into coaching, but can you like talk to us a little bit more about, you said you were diagnosed with, with Hashimoto's, right? Yes. Yeah, I would love to share with you all. So my story, so I'm 42. So uh, my story definitely goes back um, a while. Yeah, because I was sick for a decade. So why don't we start at mm, 2008? So I got married to a boy in high school. And by the way, I really love that this is a relationship podcast because so much of my illness actually came out of my marriage. And so that's what I want to speak to right now and share with you and your audience. Because relationships, the one thing I've learned is they are so, so crucial to our health yes. on so many levels. I have chills right now when you're just <laughs> talking about it, like full water chills. <laughs> I know. I've already had like 10 goosebumps. So that means we're, we're speaking the truth and doing what we should be doing. So I love it. Let's go. Um, so yeah, I got married in 2002 to a boy in high school. Honestly, I feel like I married for all the wrong reasons. It was more or less out of just desperation because my parents moved states when I was like 18 and I chose to stay with him and I lost my stability and security. And even though I was like trying to make it on my own, it was really hard and scary. And so when he I'd already been through him cheating on me a couple of times as teenagers, and I dumped him probably every summer for like three years in a row. <laughs> I tried dating other boys, and it was just like this disaster relationship from the beginning, but I've always just been such a passionate lover that I just couldn't get away from him. And um, so when he proposed to me, I was kind of at this desperate point of mm. needing that security and the comfort from even like his family and his mom since I didn't have mine and so I said yes and honestly like a year into my marriage I was already ready to divorce him <laughs> and then um, I accidentally you know or not really accidentally because I didn't mind if I got pregnant because I was married but mm. I conceived my son and in my head I, I definitely had these family values religious values of like okay, well, you, you get married once, you stay married, divorce isn't an option, and now you're having a kid, so it's like you're extra stuck, you're extra glued. You yes. Know? yes. Yeah, so um, even though I was already miserable, and I was, before I was pregnant, and I was drinking a bottle of wine every night, he was never home, and it was just, it was terrible. So I decided to just, I was grateful for my baby, because I was like, yeah, you know, someone to love, someone to pay attention to, but just things started unraveling like so hard and fast in this relationship. You know, he turned into um, an alcoholic and he was never home. Um, or if he was home, he would just pretty much ignore me and be in the garage. He never helped with my child. And so things just uh, really got bad, like really fast. And I was in a very miserable place. And then in 2008, I don't know if you remember the 2008 crash. It was. Yes. Oh my gosh, girl, that was a moment for all of us. I I pretty much, like my whole life fell apart. 
he, he was the top tech at his job and he was like round three of the layoffs because it was construction based. And, and then we, even though we were paying our rent, the landlord didn't pay the mortgage and our house, we just got a notice one morning that our house was going up for auction. And then, you know, pretty much because everyone in the whole neighborhood was laid off, they would just drink all day long. It was like just uh-huh. one big party pad on my driveway. And it was so miserable. And then I found out he started acting funky and, you know, I could tell. And so I found out he was talking to multiple girls behind my back. So everything went wrong (laughs) and I had to pack up my house, put everything in storage and then move in with my in-laws, obviously for multiple reasons. But this really was like the pivot point in my health and how things really started going south. I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't like put two and two together that um, this dark depression that I sunk into because he chose to move out and get an apartment with a girl. And basically, and now 20 years later, I'm learning about narcissism and how, you know, he was probably, he is a pretty severe narcissist, but he was basically telling me he wanted to work everything out while he was living with a girlfriend, you know, and I was like, uh, -uh." and so I was, I was devastated. I was heartbroken beyond heartbroken. I never knew that level of devastation, like even existed in my soul and I couldn't eat. I never could eat everything. Food just was nasty for some reason. So the only thing I could actually get down was like a a strawberry banana Starbucks smoothie and like cliff bars and Zevia sodas. That was the extent of my diet for like six months. Mm -hmm. And it was through this process that um, my hair started falling out. And so it was, it got scary thin really fast. And I started doing this funky like poof on the back of my head to try to make it look full again, but it just really, it didn't work. And um, so I'm, you know, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was still working full time. And I, I decided to divorce him, but my mom was like, are you sure you want to do this to your child? Because look at like half your child's life with what it's going to be like. And you'll lose control of raising him and you'll have to subject him to all these things, you know, and that was more scary than anything. So I basically did this conscious betrayal to myself and decided to stay with a man who was really abusive to me and that now obviously you know 15 years later looking back is was the like turning point of everything like where it all began basically but I didn't know it then you know I thought I was just being a like it was kind of my mama bear that's how I felt you know just mama bear protection so I got back together with him and it felt so dirty everything about it I just felt so disgusted because he'd gone in, he was intimate with multiple women. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, when he moved back in, he was like, I'm only moving back in with you to, for the you know sake of our son, but I'm really in love with this girl. It was just so abusive on so many levels. And I hated myself. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was humiliated. And, <clears throat> and then sure enough, um, like six months later, I started having crazy symptoms, like pain all over my body, mystery pain. I couldn't sleep. I was in so much pain. Um, I was, the fatigue 
this level of fatigue I'd never even knew existed set in. And I didn't know what was going on. And I lost my medical insurance in the 2008 crash too. They took it away from us, all of our benefits. And I honestly thought it was my job because I had a very, um, I was a receiving manager for a retail company at the time. And I lifted a lot of really heavy things. I did a lot of like data entry and I was like, oh, my job's just like killing me. Yeah. Oh, and um, so I went to the doctors and I told him all my funky symptoms. And he was like, let's check your thyroid. And I was like, what? And so he was like, go down the hall, get your you know labs done, and I'll see you in like 30 minutes or so. So worst blood draw ever that set the stage for panic attacks during every blood draw I got after that. Mm -hmm. And I'm back sitting on the crunchy paper in my work uniform, and he's like, oh, you have hypothyroidism. Your TSH is like a 7.5. Follow up with your primary care doctor, start some medication, and uh, have a nice night just literally walks out of the room. And, you know, it was like, I went into shock. I didn't know what he said. And the whole room was like slow motion. And he was in like slow motion words. And it was such a horrible moment. And I know this is very common for a lot of women when they get told something like a diagnosis, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And you go into shock. And I didn't have a primary doctor. I couldn't get medication because I didn't have insurance. Yeah. So many things started scaring me and I just went in my truck and cried my eyes out, you know, cause what else do you do? You know, it's scary. And, um, that was year one. That was moment one of the next eight years of just sure, pure, like torture, you know, basically. And so fast forward as like, I started, I, I was doing everything that we're told to do. Mm -hmm. I went to my labs every six weeks. I took my pill every morning on an empty stomach. I waited 30 minutes until I ate, you know. Yeah. I never missed a day of my armor thyroid. And it seemed like I was doing everything right. And I was just getting sicker, sicker and sicker. And it was like every couple of months, it was like a new symptom came on. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're in that level of fatigue, that severe fatigue, it's like you resort to caffeine. For coping, yes. right? It's yes. you self-medicate through caffeine just to survive. And I remember barely being a being barely being able to pull myself out of bed every morning and then just going straight to the caffeine. And then the caffeine made me feel I was like tired and wired and shaky. And then I would have panic attacks from the caffeine. And everything would just snowball. It just snowballed into a complete shit show. Mm -hmm. And things with my husband just kept getting worse. Um, we had an actual physical abusive altercation where I had him arrested. I moved out. I was like kind of in hiding. And my health from that stress and everything went down even further. And I couldn't, I wasn't even strong enough, you know, even though I, I got my own little studio and I was taking care of both my kids and going to work. I just didn't have the strength to maintain it. And um, so I ended up dropping charges and everything and going back to him because I was, I was sick, you know? And so this was like, yeah, another moment of complete self-betrayal and like feeling forced to be with this person who was seriously bad for me. Yes. And I didn't know what else to do I didn't have any family in town I didn't have anywhere to go so I, I was stuck 
And after the second altercation, that's when things really started getting really bad in my health. And I, I got to the point where I couldn't work anymore. I had to, I begged my doctor to take me out on disability because the, uh, the panic attacks at work, the fatigue and the panic attacks were um, uncontrollable. And I couldn't even make it through a day at work because I, uh, of my panic attacks. Yeah. And so that was about 2015. I was kind of like my last ditch effort. I'd been through like three endos, four primaries. I tried different medications. Um, I was doing everything I could. I was eating organic. I was eating green smoothies. I was eliminating foods. I was trying a bazillion supplements, you know, and it just nothing worked. Yes. So I got together with this young alternative doctor who was really understanding and, and she tried her freaking heart out to help me. She pulled 10,000 labs, you know, and she was the one that diagnosed me with Hashimoto's and she was like, wow, you are not absorbing any of your nutrients. And I'm like, how is that possible? I eat so good, you know, she's like, well, it's not reflecting in your labs. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I learned I had like the absorption issues. Then she was like, wow, you have really high EBV antibodies. So I learned that I had Epstein-Barr. And um, what was funny is in that, and it was in that moment, I've been working with her for a couple of months now. I was taking all my disability money and paying her with it. Yeah. And, um, she, she would give me uh, IV pushes, vitamin pushes, and like B12 shots. She was really trying to hit my nutrients and bring up my nutrients. And I'll never forget where she was like, so how's your marriage? You know, in the middle of like shoving a, a syringe full of like liquids in my arm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I don't really want to talk about it. And Obviously, she could just tell by my like hesitation that things probably weren't good. And so she started like gently digging on that, you know, a little bit more every um, every appointment. And she, I'll never forget these words. She goes, "Oh, honey, I'm gonna get you better so you can leave that man." And I was like, "What? Like this is how disconnected I was." I was shocked she said that to me because I honestly hadn't I. I wasn't even considering leaving him at that point. I was so broken. And so when she said that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It took me some time to ingest that. And um, because I was just so, so sick, it wasn't even an option. Mm -hmm. And even though she was awesome and I found out a lot of stuff, I still just didn't get any better. And so kind of like in this sad, desperate moment. I called my friend, Sean from church. He was uh, studying Chinese medicine to be an acupuncturist. And I was like, Sean, I really just need you to pray for me. And he was like, yeah, come on over. So I went to his, his living room that night and he started praying over me and the words came to me. Um, I was spiritually sick. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it I was full body chills right now. Yeah. Wow. That was like shocking. I didn't like his reaction after the prayer was what was interesting too, is he almost like, it almost like shook his faith for it to come through. Cause he goes, I swear, Sarah, I didn't say that. I swear. And I was like, I believe you. And you know, I'm like, I believe you. It came through you. And I was yeah. like, thank you. 
So all of these things, all of these signs that were right in front of my face, I wasn't, they were, they were going in and they were like little seeds being planted, but I didn't quite get it yet. And so, you know, it's that divine chessboard that's always occurring in our lives. And a few months after that, I, I fully succumbed. I'd made the decision. I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm stuck. And I'm just going to let this illness kill me because I didn't know what else to do. I, I exhausted everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a few months later, my brother, my older brother gets released from prison. He'd been in prison for 10 years for stupid stuff. And, um, it was so exciting because we were like the bestest of bestest friends. And, um, but my husband hated him and, um, tried to keep us apart. So I only got to see him two times in that year. And, um, but he also was diagnosed with, with Hashimoto's when he was um, locked up. So he was someone that I could actually talk to about how he was feeling and he would understand. And that, so that was nice for a moment. I had a person, you know, and I thought everything was going great with him. He came out, he had a hard time getting a job. Honestly, he told me that it was when he was just honest in his interview. And he's like, yeah, I'm a felon. Yeah, I did 10 years, but you know what? I really want to work and I'm a, I will work my butt off for you. It's when he got hired, you know, at a really awesome job as a foreman. So I thought he was doing great. He had a cute girlfriend that I knew from my childhood, from church growing up. And like, I was so proud of him. And uh, I was just worrying about me. You know, he seemed good. And and one day I get a call from his friend, Sarah, your brother's not okay. He he went back to, you know, this, this dude's house from high school who everyone knew as like the local drug dealer, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I quickly found out in like 48 hours that um, he'd gone back to drugs and he was on, um, well, this whole crazy story actually unveiled of this girl he met on a dating app who started, um, who was a doctor hopper, who was an opioid addict. And she got him um, hooked on pills and he was buying pills off of her every month. And then something crazy happened and she cut him off. And then so he turned, you know, they... They're addict addicts. So they turn to heroin because that's what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I called his girlfriend and we tried to do an intervention and he was high when we were talking to him, I could tell. And um, just long story short, um, he ended up shot and killed in the middle of the night by the San Diego Police Department. And so I had like kind of a a heated conversation with him the night before trying to wake him up, but he was high. So I couldn't. And then the next morning I woke up to find on the news all over the local news that he was shot and killed by the cops. So that was like literally the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. But honestly, it was the biggest blessing that I've ever had because his death showed me how short and precious life really is and that I was wasting my life away miserable yeah and I had two babies and I was young mm-hmm. and like what was I doing yeah it was very empowering and I think honestly now that um what along my spiritual journey I've learned that um his death was sent to save me so beautiful it's hard sorry I always get choked up right there 
So being the actually strong, badass person that I am, <laughs> I pulled myself out of my depths of despair and I dropped a bomb on my life. It was really cool. I divorced my husband. I moved back to my hometown. I enrolled in full-time school mm -hmm. and I just started living again. I was still sick. You know, I was still saying me, but it, everything changed. Yeah. It was like energy came back, happiness came back. And I just started playing and like remembering who I was. And then I, I started dating a boy from high school that I had a massive crush on. And he was my brother's like best friend. Aww. So it was really cute because we had a lot of history. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so I love how you're sharing your true authentic self, your story. And I am so grateful that you are here sharing your story. So every woman listening to this podcast, like your story is medicine for other women. Thank you. It's so obviously a little hard to get through, but I'm grateful for it. I don't regret any of it. I'm actually so proud of myself still. Yes, yes. So at this time, I started studying and learning everything. And I'd gotten so fed up with the system. I was like, none of you can help me. I've tried all your medicines. I've tried all your pharmacies. I'm done. And like the way I, <laughs> the way I like to put it is like, I just did a double middle finger to like everyone. And I was like, I'm going to fix myself. <laughs> so since I, st I was studying health, um, I had access I started buying a couple programs and I started getting access to labs under some doctor's licenses. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I started putting my money into pulling labs on myself, tons. I was like lab happy. I was like, ooh, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. And every single lab that came back, uh, an answer was provided of like why I was having X, Y, and Z symptoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, it was like, every time I would get a lab, I was just like weep with happiness because I was like, this makes so much sense. You know, right, right. it was like my gut test, my, my hair and tissue mineral analysis. Like a lot of the, a lot of the tests that I offer now are the tests that I use to recover my health. That's why I'm like, these are amazing. These are game changers yeah, yeah. and they're not normal tests that doctors do. They're actually like state of the art, incredible testing. Mm -hmm. You can go to the doctor and they'll be like, what is that? You know, maybe if you got a cool doctor, they'll, they'll know it, but most don't. Yeah. And um, so I started reversing my symptoms. I had 25 symptoms. I counted <laughs> and I, I couldn't eat. I had severe food intolerances. I, I literally got so, my window of food and what I could eat was so small that I would stand in my fridge and cry because I didn't know what to eat because everything yeah. hurt me, you yes. know? Yes. I had constipation and pain and, you know, the hair loss and the mm -hmm. anxiety and the sun sensitivities. And, you know, it was just, uh, it was a mess. I couldn't live Yeah. yeah. because I reacted to everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I started reversing my symptoms and I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was like one day I just noticed like, oh my gosh, my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. And oh my gosh, I can eat peanut butter again. You know, like. That's so it, awesome. It really was. It really was incredible. And so I found that I reversed my physical symptoms really, really fast. Yeah. But then I started noticing that there was 
the spiritual symptoms, the energetic symptoms, all of the lingering abuse from my husband, mm-hmm. the fact that my dad died when I was 28 and in, in 48 hours from prostate cancer. No one even knew he had cancer. He just hit it and died. Wow. You know, I never processed his death. Yeah. And yeah. now, so when my brother was shot, it was like all of a sudden I'm processing my dad's death and mm-hmm. my brother's death at the same time. And I didn't know what to do with all of these emotions. And so I just so happened to decide to give this one guy at a spa, <laughs> like a like an alternative doctor. He had, he had a spa. But there was something, you know, the divine guidance, right? Yes. So yeah. I went and I saw him. I brought my 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 10-inch three-ring spiral binder with all my labs. <laughs> and he was like, so we talked and he said to me, Sarah, you need to just stop with all of these because yours is energetic. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you need to do energy healing. And I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And so of course I went on this mission to find an energy healer. And I started just cold calling all these girls off of Google. And I was like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized everyone had a different like style of how they healed people. Uh-huh. And then I found, I went on Yelp and I started reading reviews. And I found this, these reviews to this place called Reiki of San Diego. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're, they're just the reviews. So I contacted Sarah, um, Sarah Mitter is her name that owns it. And I instantly booked um, an appointment with her. And I think I was in that appointment like a week later. And it was absolutely incredible. Energy healing, it's, it's almost so incredible. I don't know how to explain it, but it started healing me at a cellular level at a at a soul level all of the grief and all of the pain that I've been go- going through and it was like just 10,000 weights lifted off of me mm-hmm. and I I had like a whole new vibe and outlook on life and and I learned so many lessons and so I was kind of like whoa this is amazing and I just kept going yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like what else is there here like you me? found a pot of gold right yeah and I was like oh this is amazing and Sarah was amazing and like I just knew that's where I needed to be huh. yeah and so um so that's when I actually started having visions of my future and that oh. and I was shown that Everything that happened to me was on purpose Mm -hmm. so that I could turn around and help other women. Yeah. And I was shown that I have a lot of amazing things that I'm supposed to accomplish in the thyroid community. And so people often say like, oh, well, you know, isn't it hard to be an entrepreneur? I'm like, it is, but Mm -hmm. not for me because my bigger, my bigger purpose is undeniable you know so it's like even though sometimes I get burned out from all the work yeah of it and I know that there's I have so much more to do and I'm just at the infant stages yes yes yeah so that's uh I I um I found I was guided to the the school that I graduated from and I had a dual graduation and I had a burning desire to start my company and I knew I had to help other thyroid warriors so I'm two and a half years in now and I love it. I love what I do. It's incredible. 
So. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And you know, Sarah, what I really like about you, love about you and your story is that you didn't resign to faith. I see so many women who take the doctor's diagnosis and then just resign to it and then just live with it. And what you just shared about yourself and your life, it's like, no, you didn't take that. Like you didn't resign to your fate. You didn't resign to that diagnosis. You're like, I need to heal myself. I need to take that first step, right? And that, I wanted to highlight that because that is so, so, so important on our healing journeys, be it the thyroid healing journey or healing from heartbreaks or whatever wounds that we have, right? That's the first step. So I really wanted to honor you for that. And also something that you mentioned um, that really touched me and hit me was self-betrayal. Mm. And I feel like as women, we do that so often. Yeah. We yeah. Just abandon ourselves. We put ourselves on the back burner. Um, we don't stand up for ourselves. Like we are not advocates for ourselves. And that's so important. And you shining a light on that, I felt was so beautiful. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I resonate so much with your story. I know you and I have talked before and your story is in many ways my story with a little nuances here and their differences. But um, I love how you talked about being in bad relationships and how what it does to our health. Like all these emotions that we don't process and all that we tolerate is stored in our body. Yeah. And I can say now looking back that the reason why I got so, so sick all those years and why mm -hmm. I was getting sicker and sicker was like you said, it was because I was, I knew I was being abused and I was, yeah. I was making the conscious choice to stay. Yes. My kids were watching me be abused and I was just taking it and it was, it completely shattered my self-worth and I, I became, you become beat down and yeah. you lose yourself and yes. so it, it it's it took the one person in my life dying to shake me I was that stuck you know in my head yeah. but what yeah. the what I have learned since then mm -hmm. you know even though I started dating that that my brother's friend from high school I actually just left him six months ago because he started crossing boundaries yeah and I started feeling similar things come back in and I was and I was like oh I <laughs> no I learned the first time I'm not yes. gonna let another relationship yes. take down like no so you know learning your boundaries is so crucial to protecting your health because when you put yourself in those areas of stress mm -hmm. and you're in the constant fight or flight and you're in those relationships that um scare you yeah or um you know just aren't safe feeling you're burning through your minerals whether you know it or not you are depleting your adrenals mm -hmm. and when your adrenals go down your thyroid goes down 
And when you are depleting your minerals and your immune system is down, the other thing that starts happening is any dormant pathogen infections that you have, they take precedent. It's like they, they're opportunistic bacteria and opportunistic viruses. So wow. they see that your body's weak and they strike. Mm-hmm. And so, so many, and you know, even the CDC says 99.9% of people on the planet have the Epstein-Barr virus. And, you know, so since we're all born with it, if not, we catch it usually as children. Yeah. Um, you know, that sucker alone will just take your health down. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the first things I test all of my clients for is like, let's see how, how bad your viral infection is because they don't, most people don't even know it. And it goes even beyond that. A lot of, you know, a lot of our distress, it will, it will put your gut into um, dysbiosis, which means that you'll have more bad bacteria than good bacteria. And you'll start getting gut infections. Like I see it all the time in my clients, like C. diff, which is lesions, little gross lesions growing in your intestines. Yeah. And you know, it's just it bad relationships and the stress, it opens up the floodgates for poor health. Yes, I totally agree with it. And I feel like that was the cause for my hypothyroidism was just not being able to speak my truth, not being able to stand up for myself and live the life that I desired, like just living this constricted life. So yes, it's very, very important that, um, you know, our emotions and feelings get expressed and not just, we just don't keep everything inside of ourselves. Isn't that funny that you, that you said that you can't express yourself and, our thyroid is in our yes. chakra. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did a real one time. Sorry. I said, it's just so amazing. I didn't realize that um, when I was diagnosed and several years I've lived with that and I have been on my own healing journey. Um, but when I started my inner healing process, that's when I'm like, oh my God, um, it is not hereditary. Like my mom had um, hypothyroidism, but we are made to believe that, oh, it's yeah. generational. It's hereditary. Yes, our, the way we react in life, the way we show up in life, that is generational. That is handed down to us, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, a disease can be generational in the way you show up in your life. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is your take on that? Thank you so much for bringing that up because I still hear from women all the time in my DMs that are like, oh, my grandma has it, my mom has it, my dad has it, my brother has it, you know, it's in the whole family. Mm -hmm. So once upon a time, I thought the same thing because there was like a year in my life where it was like, holy crap, this is like sweeping through my whole family. Like my brother was diagnosed, like I said, my mom was diagnosed, my aunt, a couple of cousins. And I'm like, gosh, maybe they're right. This, maybe this is just genes. And in that in and of itself plays a mind game on you because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just defective. My family's genes are faulty. And so when I started actually learning the root causes and, and like what you said, so much of disease and illness is actually passed to us in so many ways. Like I already said, our mothers, it generationally passed down mm-hmm. the Epstein-Barr virus. 
So if you're a grandma and your mom and you all have uh, thyroid illness, you mm-hmm. all have the same EBV infection. Yeah, and wow. that's why it can that, that's why it can look generally like gene based, but it's really not. And same with since I study minerals and metals, it's insane. Like we pass down our nutrient deficiencies. So if you're going to go into our pregnancy completely deficient, you're going to pass the deficiencies to your baby. And the majority of us don't know this either, but we're passing heavy metals to each other. We're passing toxic chemicals to each other, mother to baby to mother to baby. And so, yeah, that's how it can all be masked as like genetics. But if you study Bruce Lipton, he is the king. He is the scientist that uncovered epigenetics. And he will tell you, no, mm-hmm. your DNA can be altered. All of those are all, oh, yes. all mm-hmm. old, right? Those yeah. are old theories that have been blown out of the water mm-hmm. now we can alter our our dna you can express it on you can express it off and how do you do that through your environment yes yes so what's our environment it could literally be the people around us like we're talking about relationships yes mindset uh-huh it, you know it can yeah. be our self-worth Absolutely. how we look at ourselves mm-hmm. so much yes 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 you know what? I'm enjoying our conversation so much. And I feel like you and I can go on and on and on and talk for hours about this. But I know you have other commitments today and I want to honor your time. So what is one message that you want to leave the listeners with? And also, I would love for you to share how women can find you and how they can connect with you. Yes, of course. So the one message that I send out to all women that are struggling from thyroid illness is number one, you can get better Mm -hmm. and don't give up your hope to heal. Okay. Cause when we go hopeless, that's when, that's when things actually really start spiraling down Mm -hmm. when you go into the hopeless phase. And I know even if you've been through a full removal, a partial removal, you have a cancer diagnosis, that does not mean you cannot get better. There are foundational things that we can do for your body to restore it and replenish it. We can work on increasing your minerals. We can work on moving out your metals. We can work on rebalancing your gut. I mean, come on, everyone needs help with their nutrition. Usually (laughs) there's so many areas. And like, we're talking about, we can work on your, you know, your relationships and spirituality. There's so many layers to this, you know, so don't give up. And you guys can connect with me on, um, I, I live on Instagram mainly, and my handle is coach.sarah.joy. But I'd like to invite you all to come on to my website, coachsarahjoy.com, and sign up for my email list. Because when you do, you'll get my freebie called The Six Things I Wish I Would Have Been Told After I Was Diagnosed from Hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. And then for the next five days, you'll be dripped little mini videos uh, called um for better peace and higher energy. And they're just easy, practical tips that I started using to recover my health that I teach in these videos for you guys to use as well. So go ahead and take advantage of that and make sure you follow my podcast at Thursday Thyroid Talks. But thank you, Sony. Thank you so much. Yes, we can talk forever and I can't wait to see you in October. Yes, and ladies, I will be linking all of Sarah's information in the show notes. I highly recommend her. So 
definitely connect with her and follow her. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I will catch you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and have your heart be felt by those around you. I don't want you to forget that you are meant to be fucking insanely loved and that you are love. If this episode inspired you, please share it with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. If you already haven't done so, I would love to have a review on this podcast. Your reviews and ratings of this show mean the world to me. Take a moment to leave a review on iTunes and send a screenshot to me at Sony at Limitless Love with Sony.com and I will send you a gift of gratitude, my goddess of love affirmations. Until next time, tune into the love within you and live with an open heart. You are love.